My name is Jada Lovett from JLHealthAndWellness.com, and I'm your host. Today, our topic is going to be about something that affects more than 100 million Americans. That is diabetes. Diabetes is so prevalent in our country, and I really, really wanted to touch on this topic since it does basically affect one in three Americans. So today's information comes from a combination of the Mayo Clinic as well as the American Diabetes Association. So an overview of diabetes. Diabetes refers to a group of diseases that affects how your body uses blood sugar or glucose. Glucose is very, very vital to your health because it's an important source of energy for your cells and that's, how, that's what makes up your muscles and tissues. And it's also your brain's main source of fuel. So the underlying causes of diabetes varies by type. So you can have diabetes type 1, you can have diabetes type 2, which is what we're going to specifically talk about. There's gestational diabetes and there's also prediabetes. So depending on what um, type of diabetes you have, and actually in all the cases, it can lead to excess sugar in your blood. And too much sugar in your blood can lead to serious health problems. And that's exactly why diabetes can prove so many complications, can cause so many complications. So let's talk about insulin first and foremost, because you can't talk about diabetes without talking about insulin. So what is insulin? It's a hormone that comes from a gland situated behind and below the stomach or your pancreas. The pancreas is the organ that secretes insulin into your bloodstream and then the insulin circulates and it enables sugar to enter your cells. After that, insulin then is able to lower the amount of sugar in your bloodstream and as your blood sugar level drops, so does the secretion of insulin from your pancreas. So that's insulin. And then glucose, which we touched on a little bit earlier, which we just said is a sugar that is a vital source of energy for our cells. Glucose comes from two major sources. So it's either going to come from your food or your liver, which can store it. Sugar is absorbed into the bloodstream and that's where it enters cells with the help of insulin. And like I said, your liver stores and it also makes glucose. So when your glucose levels are low, such as like when you haven't eaten in a while, when you skip breakfast and your liver then breaks down the stored glycogen into glucose to keep your glucose levels within a normal range. The issue comes when you have a faulty system and you start having issues with your glucose levels, that's what can cause the problem. So what are causes of prediabetes and type 2 diabetes? Well, in prediabetes, which can lead to type 2 diabetes and in type 2 diabetes, your cells become resistant to the action of insulin and your pancreas is unable to make enough insulin to overcome this resistance. So instead of moving into your cells where it's needed for energy, the sugar builds up in your bloodstream. And this is diabetes in a nutshell. This is what causes the problem. Um, why this happens is uncertain. It's believed that genetic and environmental factors do play a role in the development of type 2 diabetes, but being overweight is strongly linked to the development of type 2 diabetes. However, not everyone with type 2 diabetes is overweight. I can tell you that in certain families, it runs really, really, really strong. And, you know, like I said, it doesn't just have to be that you're overweight. So even though a person may not be overweight, it can still kind of show up in families. Maybe it'll skip a person, but 
it can be very, very evident in some families. So what are some symptoms of diabetes? So increased thirst, frequent urination, extreme hunger, unexplained weight loss sometimes, a presence of something called ketones in the urine, and ketones are just a byproduct of um, a breakdown of muscle and fat that happens when there is not enough available insulin. Fatigue, irritability, blurred vision, slow healing sores, and frequent infections. So maybe you'll have like a gum or a skin infection um, that seem to be recurring. And that is specifically for type 2 diabetes. The reason we're talking specifically about type 2 diabetes is because this type of diabetes generally um, presents itself with people who are over the age of 40 years old, although it is starting to show up a little bit earlier. Whereas type 1 diabetes, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. So when should you see a doctor? If you suspect that you may have diabetes, you may notice any of the possible symptoms we just went over, then contact your doctor. The earlier the condition is diagnosed, the sooner the treatment can begin. And if you've already been diagnosed with diabetes, you'll need close medical follow-up, but you will eventually get the hang of exactly how to manage this, for the most part, by yourself. Like I said, millions of Americans do live with this, and millions of Americans are coping with it. So let's talk about some complications of diabetes. Cardiovascular disease, nerve damage, kidney damage, eye damage, foot damage, skin conditions, hearing impairments, and it's also starting to have a link to Alzheimer's as well as depression. I will say that diabetes is nothing to mess around with. Once you have diabetes, you do want to control your blood sugar as closely and as tightly as possible. The reason for that, these complications are no joke. So I've seen people go blind from complications of diabetes. People who've had to have their limbs amputated from non-healing sores due to complications of diabetes. So this, although a lot of people are living with it, this is a very, very serious illness. And I don't think, sometimes we don't realize the severity of this illness. Some risk factors for prediabetes and type 2 diabetes are weight. So the more fatty tissue that you have, the more resistant your cells become to insulin. Inactivity, so sedentary lifestyle, the greater your risk. Physical activity helps you control your weight and it uses up glucose's energy and makes your cells more sensitive to insulin. Another risk factor, as we said earlier, that can be very, very prevalent and something you can't change is your family history. Your race, so people of certain races, black people, Hispanics, um, American Indians, and Asian Americans are at a higher risk. And then your age, so your risk increases as you get older. This may be because you tend to exercise less and you lose muscle mass and gain weight as you age, but type 2 diabetes is also increasing among children, adolescents, and younger adults. High blood pressure and abnormal cholesterol and triglyceride levels are other risk factors for type 2 diabetes. So let's talk about what you really want to hear. How do we prevent this? Some things that can help support you in preventing type 2 diabetes Maybe to eat healthier foods, so a balanced lifestyle is what we're always preaching, right? So choose foods that are lower in fat and calories, so you want to focus on your fruits, your vegetables, whole grains. 
get more physical activity. So get away from the couch. That sedentary lifestyle is not good for any of us and can cause so many problems. You want to aim for 30 minutes of moderate physical activity a day. This does not have to be rigorous activity doing sprints in the gym. When I say 30 minutes of activity a day, you can go for a nice evening, evening stroll. You know, take the dog for a walk, take your kids with you, just get outside and start moving. Get in the habit of moving more. And then to lose excess pounds. If you're overweight, even losing 7% of your body weight can reduce the risk of diabetes. So that is our topic for today, diabetes. If you do have any questions about this topic, please consult your doctor. You can also visit the American Diabetes Association website, and Mayo Clinic also has a lot of great information on diabetes on their website. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Have a great weekend. Please remember that this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. I'm simply here to educate and empower you on health and wellness topics that commonly affect us. Please consult your physician before beginning any exercise program, as well as any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. I wish you all the very best. And remember, when you know better, you do better. Once again, let's toast to health and happiness. And thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Happy Hour Podcast.